got all this laughter now. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know how to come back from this. I think this is my life. <laughs> It's the Doom to Fail podcast. My name is Tim Dobbs, and with me through the internet, it's the lady with the apron in the kitchen, Catherine Kogert. Thanks, Tim. Give it's good to apron. be here. Uh, when I remember, I usually don't, though, and then I regret it. You say it like like it's like wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you don't wear a seatbelt, you won't have the chance to regret it. Yeah, well, exactly. That's the problem. Yeah. Um. Did you ever, were you ever, like, against wearing a seatbelt? I feel like when I was a kid, I used to, like, be like, no, nah, I don't want to put it on. And then, we're only going down the street. Wearing but... a seatbelt sucks when you're a kid. Why does it suck? Because totally you're don't at that now. height where it, like, cuts into your neck. Oh, yeah. There is something to that. Yeah. Some cars have adjustable, uh, adjustable seatbelt straps. Not our cars, I'd imagine. Mm. What kind of car did you have when you were a kid? Uh, a red Jeep Grand Cherokee. Oh, that's a, it's a very family-oriented car. Yes. But can go through canyons and stuff, too. <laughs> and then a Jeep Wrangler, too. Uh, big Jeep family, huh? Uh, big Jeep and little Jeep, we call them. <laughs> and then we got rid of the red Jeep for a Mercedes. Something <laughs> changed. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. There's a big switch that flipped. Yep. <laughs> we should we should be working on our our automobile messaging. <laughs> I want to cut out these jeeps. These jeeps over here. That's one message. We don't want to send that. On the other hand, over here, Mercedes. I really hate Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah, they have this smell to them that just makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> Sounds like you had a rough childhood. Yeah, it was really hard. Thank you. Yeah. Good. I'm glad that your feelings have now been validated. <laughs> so, but you, I guess I don't wear an apron because, I don't know, who cares? Like, I, I guess I don't spill food that often on me. Do you, do you, do you like, cook a lot of things that spit? Are you always making, like, pasta sauce and yeah. bacon? Yeah. Oh, what do you do in the microwave if you're, like, microwaving pasta sauce? I don't I don't get in the microwave personally. I feel like that would be dangerous and I wouldn't fit. <laughs> oh, good <laughs> idea. No, what do you do um like to keep it from spitting everywhere in the microwave? Oh, um I guess usually when I'm microwaving it's some Tupperware, so I'll leave the lid on partially, you know, I'll, I'll yeah, make it you'll pop it air. a little bit. Yeah, bit of a pop. Uh when I was a kid, we used to for <laughs> feels wasteful but i guess i'm not sure it really is but we, we would just have paper plates near the microwave and i would just take a new one and put it on top of the bowl or whatever that does seem wasteful uh, yeah yeah we've been putting plates on bowls it's worked well plates on bowls yeah traditionally you do the opposite of that bowls on plates i know yeah. but you'll get even more spitting that way Hmm. yeah i suppose you would i'm not really sure i appreciate dish on dish anyway dish on dish violence must stop <laughs> Well, it just feels weird. Hey, Let's listen. The bowl to the side. If the plates the side. want to make love to the bowls and the bowls are consenting, then uh, they're consenting 
fine wear. It's like you're you're proposing that this consenting crockery is really into like kinky uh, inter interplate utensil inter crockery relations. Yes, I'm suggesting inter crockery intercourse is what you're suggesting, but Mm -hmm. like super kinky. So the violence is okay because it's consensual between this platform. Yes. If both parties are consenting and there's a safe word. And if <laughs> they're doing something like breath play, they've had proper training. Right. That's important. Mm-hmm. What if they were to bring... And stay with me here. I know this is weird, but it's a fantasy that the plate has always had. Right. A nonstick pan into the, the mix. What if we brought like a nonstick pan in? Listen, I'm think? open-minded, but come on. Everybody has their limits, and this is mine. <laughs> this brings us to our topic for the week. <laughs> Catherine's limits, non-stick hands. <laughs> so you suggested already that you cook with a microwave, so I am to assume that you always cook with a microwave and the hot plate you had in your boarding school uh, <laughs> in years past. Hot plates and were illegal. you never, ever use a non-stick pan. Is that correct? Nonstick pans are bad for you. Oh, really? Well, not all, so, not across the board. It's a maybe complicated question. Maybe you can tell question. me what makes a pan nonstick. Um, typically, mm-hmm. there's some sort of coating on there. I see. Well, wait, wait, could could I back up even further and say Absolutely. what makes a pan stick at all? Why? <laughs> Why should anything stick? It's a flat piece of metal, right? And I got uh, a flat piece of metal, and I, I throw some goop on there. Uh. And, oh, by the way, I want to tell you I had an idea for a podcast about process chemistry, and it's just called A Sort of Goo, because that's all there is in process chemistry. (laughs) It's a sort of goo, uh, and you mix it up. It's a sort of goo, but it's brown. Yeah. And Anyway, um, so I stick some goop onto my flat piece of metal, and then I get it real hot, and for some reason it starts to stick. Why wouldn't it stick? Why should it stick? Why wouldn't it stick? There's no reason for it to stick. There's every reason for it to stick because it sticks. This is the worst rhetoric. (laughs) Um, Uh, Because it's a flat piece of metal. It's not sticky. When I put my hand on it, it doesn't stick. No, but your hand isn't, like, super hot. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Step me through it here. So it gets super hot. What is it just? So it gets uh, partially liquidy and gets into the grooves is what you're saying? Yeah, like the micro grooves is part of it. And then another part of it is I think there's the, the water between the surface evaporates. And like water is like the phobic thing that keeps, I don't know. Dude, honestly, I don't really know why things stick. But they always have. You could have said that years ago. We've okay. been this back Well, I'm admitting forever. it now. I was trying We're to like deduce. we on Whoa. a podcast. Whoa. Listen, I don't need your Hannity rhetoric right now trying to t- pull, pull me down. I'm just trying to do me over here, and I need you to respect that. I'm sorry. Does Sean Hannity reference uh, Dr. Seuss's Zaxes a lot? Or... <laughs> does Dr. Seuss's Zaxes because reference like, out on this. the read a lot? <laughs> um. Okay, so we don't know why stuff sticks, but it does. I Probably do think it's because the something. water evaporates. In the food? The food water evaporates? At at the interface between, like, the food will probably have some sort of water in it. And that boils off. And then what's left over is some stuff that isn't water that is perfectly happy to really grip onto things. Some some oxidized material, which, mm, coatings are oxidative, so that makes sense. 
or many okay. coatings are oxidative. So I can never remember oxidative and redu reducing and all that stuff. Red ox. Uh-huh. Great. So you just salt it. A cat. No. A cat? <laughs> Wait, what is oh, it? Oh, this is the anion cation thing? Red ox and... Ah, Leo the lion goes grr. <laughs> yeah, Leo, that's, that's the other one. Uh, all right, so with... <laughs> now that we've introduced it, we have to explain it. Um... We explained it on a previous episode. Okay, good. So it's a chemistry thing, and uh, yeah. go, go find it otherwise. We are doing um, great this week. <laughs> yeah, pretty solid work here. Pretty solid work. So wait, so okay, so it oxidizes or something, and it gets it gets real sticky, and then we put on an oxidative coating onto this piece of metal, uh, probably aluminum or iron, and that prevents that. No, 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 Okay. I was saying that that some sort of oxidative reactions, because oxidation reactions happen at high temperature, and I was trying to figure out why things stick. So while you're heating it up, that's probably an oxidative reaction. So an oxidative reaction is also how, like, aluminum gets its coat. It's pure aluminum exposed to oxygen. I love that Rudyard Kipling story. What? I'm sorry. You don't know any of those? Like how the elephant got its trunk? How the giraffe got its neck? How the yeah, aluminum that's a got great its coat? legend. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So that you, you, you put a coating on via oxidation. Yeah. Like rust. Rust is an oxidation reaction. Yeah, except we would, uh, but we would that's coat an it with something we coat, prefer. Right? Yeah. These are all kind of like, they're, well, aluminum you want oxidated because it's dangerous otherwise, but... Well, yeah, and this is actually how the Rudyard Kipling story goes. Is first the iron got its coat, and all the the man. No, I'm sorry. Usually it's a boy. The small boy said, uh -huh. "I don't want this coat." And then the aluminum got its coat, and the boy said, "Thank God, because otherwise it would have blown up." <laughs> and then the boy got his coat, and he said, "It's warm in here." <laughs> Can I take my coat off, please? Yeah. No. Or open a window or something. The end of the book. <laughs> Just so. Thank you, Rudyard Kipling. Um, so the, all right, yeah, okay, okay. So we prevent, uh, maybe, maybe we prevent, uh, the food from oxidizing on and, and sticking onto this, uh, piece yeah. of metal by, by beating it to the punch? Well, no. Okay. Not really. All right. You can do that with, like, hard anodized aluminum plan, mm -hmm. pans, um, but a more effective way to do it is to make the pan out of, or put a coating on the pan that you can't even stick to in the first place. Like a Teflon. Like Teflon. Okay. You can't really oxidize onto Teflon. Nothing sticks hmm. to Teflon. It's like... Um, How do they stick it to the pan? Do it's you like know? the mayor of Toronto. <laughs> Nothing Good sticks to Teflon. Teflon Ford. <laughs> Uh, do you do you know how they make the Teflon stick to the pan? It is oh, a it's a liquid solution. I don't know the process precisely, but it is a liquid solution, mm -hmm. and okay. they coat the pan with it, and then I believe with heat, they st it sticks on yeah. there. The issue so being, once it dries, yeah, slash cures. Okay. So there's some volatile gases involved in that, specifically f halides. Halogens? Okay, so those are things with uh, halogens. So, uh, or halides, maybe. That's uh, Cl minus or chlorines or fluorines or. 
bromines. I- iodines? Bromines? Yeah. And iodines, yeah. Those yeah. are the halogens. Um, Man, this is so great. Finally, <laughs> that 10th grade chemistry is paying off. Here it is. <laughs> so Mr. Pomerlou, I didn't see you here. <laughs> so there's that. Um, okay. Wait, so can that come off that while up? you're cooking? Yeah, it can. And that's why it's really bad for you. And that's why people are super against Teflon coatings. I see. If it heats up. Especially if you, like, accidentally leave it on the stove while the stove is on. Like, birds die. Wow. Like, just, you know, like the way uh, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. is like every time you leave Teflon on the stove, a bird dies. (laughs) Is it like a big bird? Is it like a bird we should worry about? Like an eagle or an egret? Or is it like a starling or like a pigeon? Where, honestly, you're never going to capture the public imagination if it's like... In fact, you may even get some crazy nutbags being like, I'm going to put this Teflon pan on the stove because I'm tired of the pigeons outside of my apartment. Uh, well, I think that chances are you have enough wind outside of your apartment for it not to be a big deal. But like, if you have like a parrot or something in your mm-hmm. apartment and then you accidentally leave a Teflon stove on, parrots have very sensitive resp- respiratory systems, which is why mm. the canary in the coal mine is a thing. Oh, and right. they will die very quickly. Do you think I should get a canary for my kitchen? Like a kitchen canary? Uh, yeah, you should get a kitchen canary, yeah. All right. Well, I'll go do that, and we'll be back you in a moment. You can buy it at the awesome indie store in Portland, Kitch in Canary. Podcast. Remember by the bridge watching ships docking Waiting for my friends, friends, friends Folks walk aboard as I wave to them We flap our hands And we're back on the Doom to Fail podcast talking about non-stick pans. So we know that Teflon is a, a parrot killer. It's been convicted. Um <laughs> What I mean, what else can we do? I mean, it, there's so many. I feel like this would be a bigger deal if just every pan was Teflon and I was still cooking with it and birds were dying left and right. People get attached to those birds, Catherine. They yeah. Live for like 75 years. I know. I know. Yeah. It's yeah. a tragedy. It's mm-hmm. a legitimate tragedy when a parrot dies. It is. Especially if Teflon fumes. <laughs> so it sounds like they're, they can't all, possibly all be Teflon coated then. No. Am I wrong? Oh, no, no, no. There's lots of other okay. options. Well, um, tell me more. Hard anodized, um, whatchamacallit, hard oh, anodized aluminum is one, which is basically you just bake the heck out of an aluminum pan. Um, okay. And I think you add some sort of substrate on it or something. I don't totally understand how that process works. Hmm. Um, but it's it's not as effective as Teflon is the issue. But it's still a little sticky. Yeah. Uh, Cast iron is a really good option, but it's also kind of a high maintenance pan. I'm sure you're familiar with having a, yeah, having well, to condition a cast iron pan. I don't know. So maybe we could talk about that. Uh, sure. So I bought a cast iron pan um, the other day because they're actually pretty cheap. Uh, you yeah. get a nice cast iron pan for like twelve bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was what, like, yeah, what sure. What brand? I'll, I'll, I don't remember. It's oh, like America's okay. Cast Iron Co. or something. It was hmm. they made a big deal about how they were made in America. Interesting. I think I remember yeah. that brand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I was part of but, the brand uh, research segment, not the chemistry segment. 
Okay. Uh, on what exactly? Oh, gotta, did gotta I not mention why I know Maybe anything about nonstick cookware? Um, my senior project was to design a new type of nonstick cookware. Uh, I see. Foreshadowing. So what, did you, what did you find out about brands? Um, what they are, how much they sell, um, like what market shares are, was that what super kind of person. Boring? I found it really interesting. Okay, good. I'm glad we each have our own uh It interests. takes all kinds, Tim. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. At all. That's super no. true. What if what if we could all just be like golden retrievers? Uh, it doesn't take more than golden retrievers, I don't think. <sighs> no, it no, <laughs> no. Golden retrievers are the most important kind. I agree, but we need other <laughs> kinds too. Like what else? Uh, like sheep dogs and like okay. doodles. Right, who will herd the sheep? And I don't think we need doodles. I, I'm going on. I like doodles. They're they're wonderful, wonderful creatures. Labradoodles, golden doodles. They're okay. friendly. They're happy. Uh, they've got a great disposition. They're smart. Uh, I don't think they're necessary. Possibly because they weren't like. I don't think they were a thing until kind of recently. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, so there's proof. But it takes all got... the kinds to make the world that we live in. I think is the whole saying. Mm. Oh, okay. I was thinking you said it takes all kinds of dogs. I thought that was the whole saying. Well, that's the saying that I believe in. I see. Every Shih Tzu's, Lhasa Apso's. I mean, um, they're just kind of yippy, don't you think? It takes all kinds, Tim. It takes all kinds. Well, here, Catherine, this is a classic example of the the guidance becoming the goal. So, I don't know. I just feel like like you're going back to the same thing. (laughs) Guidance, big red arrow, goal. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm okay with it. <laughs> okay. So, so, love brands. Hashtag. Um, <laughs> you found out some interesting brands. Do people, do people buy specific kinds of, uh, nonstick pans depending on, like, their demographic? Um, I don't or know. That... It's more like, like a specific demographic. Like, someone who is super health conscious is probably going to opt for, like, a ceramic pan. Unless, like... There's just, mm-hmm. like, a cult of people who really like cast iron. Like, cast iron right. users are like, I'm just going to use cast iron forever, and this is my life now. Conditioning this pan for, like, 20 years. <laughs> they do last a really well, long time if you condition them properly. But still. Oh, yeah, it's great. No, they're, like, this big hunk of metal. Like, they're not going to break. They're going to break other things. It. I mean, it, it's, like, it's like owning a parrot. You know, 75 years may outlive you. Uh, and you've got to condition them with oils. Although the birds <laughs> actually do that themselves. Did you know that about parrots? Those uh, birds, they have like an oil gland, and they are, when they're preening, that they're just moving the oil around. They're just oh, like that cast makes iron sense, pans because they're waterproof. Yeah. Exactly, and they or have to keep themselves resistant. as such. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not going to want to bring that bird down to ten meters <laughs> for a lot of reasons. I don't think it'll enjoy it. <laughs> the bird happiness committee won't be pleased. <laughs> this is so. There was the chemistry committee. The yeah. brand committee and the bird happiness committee. Bird happiness committee. <laughs> so, uh, but so, yeah, so I got this this cast iron pan and I don't know, like, I don't think it's that much work. People say, yeah, okay, I guess it's more work than a regular pan. I had to look up what to do with it, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. It's not so bad. Um, and the conditioning wasn't, or the seasoning or whatever, it wasn't that much work. You put some oil, you bake it for a little while. 
There yeah. you go. Yeah. Although I didn't realize uh, this method of cleaning it where you use salts to uh, sort of abrade off the foodstuffs uh, until this morning when my roommate oh. said, how are you cleaning this? And I was mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I just boil water in it until all the food gets loosened and away I go. She's like, oh, you need to use salt and oil. Okay. This whole great. cast iron thing seems like a hassle to me. I think it's just a little bit to learn more than it is to do anything. And yeah, I guess there is the whole aspect of like, oh, I don't know, care. It's like uh, you're putting work into it more than you really have to with most other stuff. All right, yeah, fine. No, it's that's just, it exactly. It's not much work. <laughs> it's not much work, I guess. But, you know, in the go-go 90s that we're living in, I guess there's just no way uh, for that to work. 90s? Yeah. Why are we living what? in the 90s? I don't know, because I guess I... I guess I always thought I would grow up to be like the friends and friends, and uh, since it hasn't panned out yet, I'm just sort of pretending. You want to go get a coffee later? Yeah, I really feel like sitcoms lied to us. Super lied to us. <laughs> <laughs> also, the other thing that's really weird is I find I'm really nostalgic for the 90s New York scene, which is only because so many sitcoms were based there in the 90s. <laughs> just shoot me. Yeah. Mm, no kidding. Um... So, yeah, I don't know. It's not that much work. Don't you like just doing stuff, like taking care of things? I guess it's just easy to take care of. It's a very small amount of work. It's like a Zen garden. It's a Zen garden in a pot that you cook with. Yeah, yeah. Plus, no, you can put I mean, it in I, oven, I get, which you can't I do with a Zen garden. That I get why people would be into it. Well, I sort of get okay. why people would be into it, but it's like, <laughs> I don't. Dude, stop What's... talking to me about your cast iron pan. Who like, is when you talking get into to you cookware, about it? Like, people who I've asked about their cast iron pan. <laughs> because I'm trying to do some market research. So, your research went, so, tell me a little about your cast iron pan. Oh, well, <laughs> why are we even? <laughs> and then you were just, like, flipping through your phone and going, uh-huh. Uh, mm, mm. Yep. Fish uh. for the rest of it. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's who I was. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> stop. Oh, just stop talking to me about this. Oh, Tim. Please. The stories I could tell you about cast iron pans. <laughs> oh, the stories this pan could tell, too. <laughs> In 1983, I purchased this pan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think we both need a break from this conversation about cast iron pants. Great. So let's come back in a moment on the Doom to Veil podcast. Where's that money I spent when my ship came? Is it peaches or that rye? talking about non-stick pans so you mentioned and it caught my ear a ceramic pan that might be non-stick uh Sounds tell me about painful. that does it have a coating <laughs> on it because it caught your ear it's funny yeah um, okay. a ceramic pan yeah 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 it's uh, it's a little bit similar it's a little bit more baking again i don't understand the manufacturing process super well but yeah, ceramic although, is the other although option. we are going to show this at you know uh, pan manufacturing companies around the country. Great. And uh, this is the introductory video. Um, awesome. 
So, welcome to your new job at Panco. Uh, we have to go over a couple basic HR rules, and then we're going to get into kind of an orientation thing about how every kind of pan is made. Uh, we've already done a few of them. That was our little intro skit. And uh, the first things I just have to say right now is uh, the same advice my mom gave me when I went on my very first date, which mm -hmm. was no groping. Um, is that that's true? true? That's true. That's actually <gasps> true. She turned to me and while she was dropping me off at the movies and she said, no groping. Yeah. And I said... I am afraid to be near her, let alone touch her. I really like that honest conversation you had with your mother. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a nice, grouping. honest two-word conversation. I'm afraid of her. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, if only more fourteen-year-old boys were able to be that candid with their moms. <laughs> I am terrified right now. <laughs> the world would be so. a better place. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, yeah, all your paperwork is uh, here in this folder, and let's get you to your desk. So, step, uh, step, 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 step. Next, <laughs> next, here's Catherine to tell you all about the manufacture of ceramic pans. I mean, what is it? Is it just a different? It's is it uh, all metal? Do you know, or is it like no? It's ceramic. Is, it's like, so it's all ceramic. No, no, no. It's metal with ceramic on it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what a ceramic. <laughs> It's like it was like a nineties uh, R and B song for a second. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess ceramic is it's just a class of chemicals, I or materials, I guess. I don't really know a lot about it, do you? What do I know about ceramics? Uh silicon based. Well, uh, they make nice figurines. Silicon based. Yeah, they're silicon based typically. Oh, and uh, am I remembering this right? Silicon. My periodic table uh, says silicon is is just one underneath carbon, so it also uh, accepts four bonds. Or am I like totally off on that? I think, I think uh, it can accept this... more than that. I think yeah, because you could have Si eight. Um, oh yeah, but that gets into like weird wonky chemistry stuff I never totally understood. Well, that's because I think ceramics are a particularly complicated form of chemistry. I never got into them either. Um, so ceramics are characterized by, obviously everybody knows what a ceramic is. It's like, like pottery or like porcelain or, mm -hmm. um, stuff that a uh, green nonstick pan is made out of. <laughs> um, and it's characterized by high heat tolerance, um, but low, uh, tensile stress, low tensile stress. And I think low shear stress, low mechanical stress. Uh, strength or stress? Stress is the force you put on something, right? And the strength is the like resistance to it. Um. Yes. This is all. Yes. This is all just at the very edge of my knowledge. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um. And so, it it breaks easily, like mm -hmm. when mechanical stress is applied to it. But it is right. really, really, really heat tolerant. Right. Which we like. Which we love. Oh, man. You're really getting into this ceramic pan now. <laughs> Which is why ceramics are often enforced with metal. Because right, they have, okay. So, yeah, because they can insulate the, the heck out of the metal, so the metal won't, like, completely melt. Um, mm. But you can still utilize that to help with the stress and, like, mechanical stress and strain on the ceramic. Right. The upshot being that uh, uh, I'm not going to break my pan if I smash it down in a fury. Yeah. Gordon Ramsay style. Gordon Ramsay style. He's calling That's me a Gordon... donkey. And, yeah. <laughs> and I would say the forerunner, the most popular and 
I have one actually. The best performing mm-hmm. nonstick pan or ceramic pan is the scan pan. Scan pan? Scan pan. It's Scandinavian. I think that's what the scan is for. That makes sense. Or Scandamania. Scan oh, it was it's short for Scandamania pan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like Cockney rhyming slang. <laughs> yeah. Like ten steps out from where it's actually from. Scan pan. <laughs> yeah. So the scan pan, because it, it heats up really well, it distributes heat evenly and also doesn't stick. How is the sticking? This is the key. Tell me about the sticking. Um, stick? how is it sticking? Well, no, no, no. Like, how, how is the sticking performance? Oh, it's fantastic. I would say it's just oh. as good as Teflon. So, and, but because, but it just has no fumes associated with it? No fumes because ceramics are not volatile. It's mm, a ceramic sure. coating rather than a chemical coating like Teflon. Um, I see. And well, it's, it's still a chemical. Come on. Well, I, I understand that it's a chemical, but it's <laughs> like it was never a fluid on there. Right. And, uh, it was probably more like a particulate that got baked in. Gotcha. Particulate baked in. Fair enough. Somehow plated on maybe. I don't know. Manufacture you this stuff is really weird. can't plate on ceramics, I don't think. Yeah, I suppose you couldn't. Yeah. So you think they they sort of like dust it with a ceramic and then just uh maybe they sinter it in? That seems kind of crazy. That like wouldn't work. Anneal it in or something? I don't know what annealing is. That's a thing iron workers do, right? It's where you just kind of heat it up and let it simmer. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. And then it just sort of sets. Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I like those. I, I we, we we bought a ceramic pan and a cast iron pan at the same time and that that ceramic pan pretty nifty. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, hasn't hasn't stuck to too much yet. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know who? Do you know when uh, nonstick pans became a thing? It feels like a 1950s way of the future sort of thing. Oh gosh. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was a 1950s way of the future thing. Um, mm. And the reason I say that is because like the first reports, because I did a bunch of research on like reports of harmful effects of Teflon. And that's when the right. first reports came out was in the 50s. I see. Interesting. Yeah, because it's just like, well, for centuries we just dealt with stuff sticking to our pans and would never come off. It's just like, well, no, I guess this is just how it always will be. We yeah. will always have that salmon dinner we ate stuck to our pan. It's a memory of that delicious dinner we had. Exactly. So I don't know why people are all nonstick. They're trying to erase the past. Mm. In the go-go 90s, people are just have no sense of history. It is 2014, Tim. <laughs> I don't know how that. many times I have to tell you this. <laughs> well, I have a lot to learn, so I think I'm going to go study my cast iron pan and read <laughs> uh, read the stains of history upon it. And uh, Catherine, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge about nonstick cookware. Thank you for allowing me. I'm sorry it wasn't deeper. <laughs> no apologies. And you have that tattooed on your knuckles, actually. So, uh, uh, Yeah, and that's why I have extra fingers. <laughs> it was totally worth it. It was totally <laughs> worth the graft of extra fingers. <laughs> and thank you, listeners, for listening to all this. And if you like doing it, come back next week when we'll have another episode of... The Doom to this. Fail podcast. I, I think I say science and you go sort of. No, that's another show. Mm, You're editing too uh, much, Tim. Yeah, I know exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, until then, that's Catherine Kogan over there. Tim Dobbs, right over here. Bye. Bye bye.